the 910 Comedy Podcast Network. On this week's episode of Hometown Crowd, Tim Tebow inks a deal to return to the NFL, the Oakland A's threaten to relocate, the Tampa Bay Lightning make history, and we move closer to paying college players. Then, Jake Paul gets himself in hot water and a return of a local favorite. Get on your feet, you're cheering with the Hometown Crowd. Hello and welcome to episode 73 of Hometown Crowd, your source for sports news across the country and our backyards of Fayetteville, North Carolina. I'm one of your hosts, Tim Dipple. What up, everybody? It's Mac. How are you? And I am the next door neighbor that you apparently don't want to live next to you, Heather Lewis. (laughs) And I say that um, because... In the one year that James and I have owned this house, um, the neighbor on our, when you are facing our house, the neighbor on our right side has had a a major heart attack. And the neighbor on our left side uh, died two days ago. Oh, and this was damn. this was the neighbor. Uh, this was the neighbor that we were making jokes that she was going to die. Uh, in her house, and that her three little dogs were going to eat her. So, um, yeah. Oh. Don't live next to us. Don't don't live next to us. No, well, that's that's fair enough. At this fair rate, enough. I'm not going to live in the same state as you. No, listen, I. Yeah. We had nothing to do with either of them. So, but things keep happening. So, yeah. Things keep happening. She says. And I love how on stream my video's frozen. Yeah, I'm with, hoping that with, catches up here in a second. <laughs> with me hitting my vapes, I look like a total <laughs> asshole. So this is this is a rad beginning to this evening. I'm really I'm really psyched. But be sure to follow us on all social media at Hometown Crowd on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also email us at hometowncrowdpod at gmail.com. Clearly, you can find us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash hometowncrowd. Um, how is everybody doing tonight other than losing your neighbor? Uh, pass. <laughs> well, um, well, maybe to hopefully put some good into the world. Um for, to kind of make up for the jokes that, that I've been making for months. Um, I have helped potentially a uh, TikTok celebrity find a person who he had like a really great customer service experience with like six years ago at a grocery store. And he did like this three-part thing on TikTok about it. And uh, I, f- I found her on TikTok. I found her on Facebook. Oh, and I'm trying to see if I can get them like linked up. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah, Mac, you you still passing? Um, I've had a shit week, and um, I I I'm sticking to that. I'm going to make the best out of hanging out with you two fucking Nimrods uh, while my video is still frozen. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> well, who's um, the Nimrod now? <laughs> Tim. Tim is the Nimrod. He's always, he's always the answer. <laughs> I tried to do my best. Uh, well, Tim, you didn't try hard enough. Clearly, no. clearly. I, I've just had a rough, I've had a rough week, and I'm not in the mood to talk about it. So um, let's let's talk about the the shit show that is the sports world. Well, right? that, that works because you're unfrozen now. Uh, Let's start off in the NFL. Speaking of shit shows where after weeks of rumors, Tim Tebow signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars as a tight end, reuniting him with former coach Urban Meyer. Uh, Tebow bounced around the NFL for a handful of years before deciding to try his hand very poorly at baseball. Yeah. Is that what we're we're calling his statistics? Well, and then let's also not forget (laughs) his... Uh, broadcasting career uh, wearing two tight suits. Yeah. On yeah. TV. Well, he's got to show off those those lats, man. You know, like, um, let's see. The lats, what, the lats that he prayed for? Okay. He, hey, man, Jesus gave him some great lats. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> well, no, it, no, this just shows that clearly uh, the the umbilical cord was not cut all the way. <laughs> I don't think anybody ever believed it was. Okay, so Tim Tebow's best year, statistically, batting average-wise, was for Binghamton in the Eastern League, which is double-A, where he batted 273. Before that, at at Columbia, he batted 220. At low-A, at high-A, at uh, St. Lucie, 231. Uh, Split 2017 between St. Lucie and Columbia, where he batted 226. And his initial foray into baseball, he batted 194. He was batting, and he batted 163 last year for a career total of 223 with 85 walks, five stolen bases, 107 RBI, 18 home runs, three triples, 48 doubles, and uh, 107 runs. Well, then, those are certainly uh, numbers. Yeah. Yeah. So if there's any saber metrics out there, you know, people that are into that type of shit, um, it, it's not good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so for those keeping track, uh, Urban Meyer has now assembled a team that is half Clemson and Tim Tebow. Yeah. I mean, Jacksonville's got a lot of work. We know that. Um, I mean, it's it's a what is it just it's essentially kind of like a a veterans minimum deal um, where he's going to have to learn how to play tight end. Now for me as a head coach, Oh man, I'm frozen again. And yet another unflattering uh, <laughs> picture. So that's, that's cool. Um, but like if I'm a head coach knowing damn well that tight ends and we can't deny Tim Tebow's athleticism, you cannot do that. Right. You, you just can't do that. Right. Um, but you can't you can't say that he's not up to game speed. He hasn't played football in, I think, five or six years. Right. Um, yeah, I think I think that's how long 2015, I believe. Yeah, because yeah, he's because I think he was because um, then he was over on the SEC network. I think that's yeah. where he was doing a lot of his game calling stuff. Yeah. Um, well, not but, calling, but just commenting. Yeah. But I mean, he he's not up to game speed. And on top of that. He's going to have to play a position where he's going to be expected to block defensive ends and rush linebackers. Sorry, bro. I don't give a fuck who you are. These linebackers and defensive ends are going to eat him alive. Yeah, yeah. they're not built. They are not built like they were six years ago. Yeah. Yeah. At yeah. all. Um, I mean, clearly the Jaguars are Super Bowl favorites this year, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, obviously. First year head coach, for, you know out of college uh you have a, a rookie quarterback a team that's a dumpster fire but i mean tebow's there right like <laughs> oh, oh my and that that's gonna be the 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 sad thing is that how many tebow fanatics are gonna come out of the woodwork now and just like oh man tebow's back you know jacksonville's gonna be so great blah 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 and it's like dude no no no, 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 no. And yeah, I'm, like, I'm looking at their schedule, and it's not an easy one. Schedules were just released today. They get, um, I mean, obviously you've got two games against Houston, which for the Jaguars, that might be a challenge. Um, you've got your two against the Titans. They're going to get destroyed there. Uh, two against the Colts, obviously. You've got the Falcons, Niners, Rams, Bills. Um, they're playing the AFC East this year, as well as the, it looks like NFC West. And that's not an easy route no. um, when you're rebuilding like that. No. And there, there was some other fucker I saw on Twitter. that's like, man, Jacksonville's going to pull down at least six, seven games this year. I was like, huh? What? You know, like that's a, that's a three four win uh you know schedule this year if that if everything rolls well for them yeah plus they have the dolphins in london they have cincinnati on a uh on a thursday night yeah i see i'm I'm just waiting for goodell to finally just bite the bullet and say you know what jaguars go ahead and move <laughs> go ahead and just move to london to and london be done yeah just be done with jacksonville go to london you know yeah, 
Uh, that's actually a rough stretch right there because you got Arizona on Sunday, Cincy on the road on Thursday night, home for Tennessee, and then out to London in consecutive weeks. Jesus Christ. Yeah, they're they're um they're not being kind to the Jaguars there. No. And good. Good. That makes me happy. All right. Moving on to our next story. Brett Favre owes the state of Mississippi $600,000 for multiple speaking engagements where he just never showed up. Um, Okay. Like, how big of a grift do you have to have if you could get paid that much money just to show up and fucking talk? And we've all heard Brett Favre talk. It's not a good thing. I wish I had it. It is not good. Yeah, <laughs> that guy, he, he sounds uh, like a man who did not do well with phonics. Yeah. Um, so this this money was discovered after an audit. I guess the money was paid to Farve Enterprises, but it was supposed to be part of ninety four million dollars earmarked to the state of Mississippi as for needy families. Yes. Temporary assistance for needy families. Then how did it end up in his pocket? That's a great question. Well, uh, that's why they are having an audit. And yeah. that's what happened. Um, and so basically, it's just it's looking like that the Mississippi Community Education Center had contracts with the Mississippi Department of Human Services to spend the money through that uh, temporary assistance for needy families. Um, and... The report said that auditors found payments for sports activities and other events with no clear connection to helping needy families. So, yeah. So let's start there. Um, Because Favre is from Gulfport. He's from Mississippi. So, so he's just a Mississippi guy doing Mississippi things, clearly. Um, But the thing is, is... The thing that I find so funny is like he's like, oh, yeah, I'll repay it. And he has yet to repay it. Wasn't it actually like one point one million that needed repaid and he's repaid five hundred thousand or something like that? Yeah, he's already paid back a chunk, I believe. But there's still like that. Outstanding yeah, he still debt. owes. Yeah, he still owes that thousand dollars. Six hundred thousand. Now, uh, now he is not the only one that's caught up in that. Oh, uh, who else is? Oh, oh. Anybody oh, else me, of interest to the show? Um, one, let me, let me make sure I get his name right. Uh, one, Mr. Where is it? 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 A Mr. Uh, well, it's one of the sons. It's one of the sons of the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. Oh my gosh. For real? Yep. Oh. <laughs> He is also caught up in it. So, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's a couple people. There's a, it's a cut. There's a couple of people. Um, do do you know Mississippi's most famous family though? The Mannings, you know, they're not caught up in this, right? No, we know of. No, because, no, because Archie does all his shit in new Orleans. They yeah. do a lot more Louisiana stuff. They don't yeah, do a whole lot of Mississippi stuff. Archie's from Mississippi. Uh, fucking, uh, uh, what what, what I used to call him? Anyway, uh, Eli played at Ole Miss. Like, I mean. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, they all played at Ole Miss except for Peyton. Peyton played at Tennessee. Yeah. Because Archie played at Ole Miss, too. Um, so, yeah. So, it's, uh, it's Brett DiBiase, who had a very short-lived wrestling career. Um, and in several people, including the former head of the state's welfare agency, uh, are were indicted in state court for it as well. So Mississippi doing Mississippi things, showing why it is probably the 49th, if not the 50th. Well, no, I guess it would be the number one or the number two poorest state in the country. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's I, I just don't understand how they managed to pull money out of a, you know, just shy of a hundred million dollar pot for, you know, underprivileged families um, and then give it to a bunch of people who played sports. Like, don't get me wrong. You know, all three of us love sports. 
but you also know what I like more helping people. Yeah. Well, it's, it's one thing if they are giving it to, to Brett to have like a fundraiser event or something, you know, yeah, right? like to if it's a multiplier out. situation, exactly. Yeah. If it's a, if it's a multi, I could, I don't know about paying him that much for it, what? but no, but that this is that far and he's probably got a mortgage payment to make. So he's going to try to get money where he can. And yeah. So, you know what, before we move on from this topic, there's something I have to do. I'm looking up fucking Farvray's career earnings. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm, I'm sure he's in desperate need of that cash. Although maybe, yeah. I mean, we are talking about the guy who came out of retirement 15 times. Let's see. His career earnings. I mean, listen, here we go. Here's his contracts. Entry-level contract when he signed with Atlanta. Three years, 1.3 mil. 94 to 98. Five years, 19 mil. 97 to 03. Seven years, 47.2 mil. 2001 to 2010, 10 years, 101.5 mil. 2009, 2010, two years, 25 mil. His net worth is 100 million. That motherfucker is a grifting piece of shit. Oh, and get this. Do you know when Farva just uh, announced that he was going to repay the money? Uh, uh, I imagine it was a while ago. It was in May of 2020. That sounds right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. His, his career earnings, everybody, $137,829,000. And that's from SpotTrack. But, but, but here's $600,000 or $1.1 million to not talk to our people. Yeah. Um, well, there's, there's somebody, there's somebody named White. I'm trying to see who this is. Um, said that. Uh, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, always that, use allegedly. Yes, allegedly, he didn't know that it was money that was meant for helping needy residents. What? Allegedly, when he took the money. I mean, you know, if he's not involved in the government, I could understand. Maybe he didn't know where the money was being paid out of. It's possible. Okay, you but know, I don't, I, I don't, I don't hold, I hold, year, I hold Brett Favre responsible for taking money from the Mississippi government. I don't hold Brett Favre responsible for taking money from the Mississippi government that was earmarked for needy families. I hold Mississippi okay. accountable for that. Well, yeah, well, yeah, of course. But he's known though for a year that it was money he should not have been paid yes. through this thing, and he has yet to finish paying it back. Yes, that part he needs to rectify real quick. Yes. <laughs> Quinn, <laughs> come on, the poor guy's starving. Yeah, I know, that $137 million in earnings, dude, that's just... Yeah. I don't know also, how you're going to live off that. Since we're on the topic of Favre, did you guys see who uh, the Packers signed today? No. Bortles! Oh, no God. Way. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Every time I see his name now, I just think of Jason from The Good Place. Yeah, that's what I, That's Good. why I yelled Bortles yeah. that way. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. They, uh, was, was it like one or two year deal? I, I don't have that in front of me. I just saw it posted um, in the group for our good friends at the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Okay, uh, here we go. Yeah, they, they signed Blake oh, one Bortles. One year deal. One year deal. Yeah. Uh, to be see. the third string, uh, you know, maybe the second string behind uh, I, Jordan Love. Uh, dude, I guarantee you that they're going to bring in Bortles to be the backup. Um, it says right here, uh, he Nathaniel Hackett, who's the new offensive coordinator, uh, was the OC in Jacksonville from 2015 to 2018. Um, oh, they're also bringing out Chad Kelly. And Kurt Benkert for tryouts. Okay. You you think Aaron Rodgers is done in Green Bay or will he play? I think he sits. Hmm. I think he sits and forces a trade. So it'll be Jordan Love is starting and Bortles is his backup. Yeah. So you think you think he's really shittiest uh, quarterback tandem in the league? I think. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say yeah. You really think like he's 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 drawn his hard line in the sand and he's not gonna. 
I mean, again, it goes back to what you were talking about last week, right? Like, uh, Rogers has this need, just this, this kind of like, um, like he has to be the center of everything. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, granted, Brett Favre was the same way, right? He was the same way. Tim already said, you know, he retired and unretired about 28 times mm-hmm. in a span of like five years. Right. But the thing is, is when Favre felt he wasn't being lauded enough by Green Bay, um, you know, Green Bay had the backup plan in Aaron Rodgers and they sent they, they let him walk. Right. Like he mm-hmm. he, he went away. Um and I think Aaron Rodgers is feeling the same way. Now, I, for me, it's like, dude, I get it. Green Bay kind of wasted years of his prime. They really did. Um, but they've also done a much better job of getting some talent in on that team. Um, and I'm sorry. I don't give a fuck. The NFL, uh, you know, it's not the NBA. And, and, like, we've seen how sometimes that star player can fuck with a team. LeBron did it in Cleveland constantly uh, the second time around. Am I appreciative of that championship? Yes. Absolutely. But those last those last two years, though, were a fucking that was a roller coaster ride because LeBron just wanted everybody on that team. Um, but like the rosters are too big to do that in the NFL. You have 50. Uh, I believe it's going to be expanded to 58 players on the active roster. Like I me, the GM, I've probably watched a little more game film. I've probably had my scouts look at players a little more than you have there, Aaron. So, no, I don't need to consult you when I'm drafting a quarterback, um, a young quarterback that we can sit on the bench for a couple of years like they did with Rodgers himself. And then if they think, you know what, we should cut sling, they have something there. That's not a bad idea. That's called being smart in the NFL now. Um, you know, and Rodgers, I guess he feels disrespected and – Rodgers has shown uh, when I'm going to go, when I'm going to throw a hissy fit, it's going to be an all on hissy fit. So, I mean, who fucking knows, right? Yeah. Well, you know what? At least he's a man of his word. So, there we go. Yeah. I mean, Brett Favre's not. Yeah. Clearly. A uh, couple of sad <laughs> notes out of the league to the, uh, this week. Former quarterback Colt Brennan died this week. Uh, he was found unconscious after ingesting fentanyl and died the next day. Yeah. And that that's mm-hmm. unfortunate. He was if anybody remembers, he was the quarterback under those uh, fun and gun June Jones Hawaii teams um, and just crushed some passing records. And he actually held the single season passing record for touchdowns until Joe Burrow broke it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he 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 had a, like kind of a cup of coffee with the red, uh, the Washington football team um, and uh, injuries just kept getting him. And then he got into this horrible car accident where he almost died and he just struggled. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was telling James uh, last night when we were kind of talking about it. I was like, I was like, dude, I remember when Colt Brennan played because he's my age. He's just a few months older than James and I. And I remember when he played at Hawaii and it was one of those, he was like, really at Hawaii? I was like, yeah, I know played at Hawaii, but everybody knew who the fuck he was. And I remember you know, when he was a Heisman finalist, like, and yeah, he, he finished, was just one of those third the last year he played. Yeah. And I, I was like, yeah, I was like, it, he was just one of those players. And I hate, and I hate to say it cause the man's gone, but I mean, he was kind of just a flash in the pan, um, in college. Oh, he, was a, he was a system quarterback. I mean, that yeah. June Jones, look at what he did for Timmy Chang, the, the guy who followed cold bread. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like Timmy Chang was never recruited by anybody, but he was a local Hawaiian kid. And June Jones is like, come on down, dude, I got you. And Mm -hmm. Timmy Chang was fucking throwing for like 5000 yards a season, you know, so. Yeah. And so but I was but yeah, it was that was one of those I was like, I was like, man, that kind of bums me out because I I really remember when he played and, and I remember when he got in the car accident and just how he just never recovered mentally from it. Yeah. I mean, it, when you get hooked on painkillers, you know, like Heather, you've been, you know, military adjacent for like your whole fucking adult life. Mm-hmm. Tim and I are both vets. We all know people who have been wounded and they get hooked on painkillers. That is the worst drug to try and kick um, because it's like it's one, it's easy to get. It, you know, doctors will over prescribe this and have done so for fucking decades. 
Um, yeah. Well, James, know. James is very like, he's very leery of painkillers for oh, that I reason. Am too. I right. am too. Very like, even after he had his knee surgery back in November, like he was, he would have me like time it, like when he could take his doses and he would not take it until I was like, okay, you're good. And then he was desperately trying to not have to, really to not have to take it. He really just wanted to take Tylenol or ibuprofen and not worry about it. But unless it got really, really bad, then he would take, you know, yeah. some yeah. of the good stuff. But he it was he normally is very anti, like doesn't want to take it because he's yeah. seen what it does. Yeah, it terrifies me. And look, it's fentanyl. You know, that, that's Which a, is that's awful. Yeah, that's, what, a, that's what almost killed Demi Lovato. Yeah, it's an opiate. You know, we, we've seen the damage opiates can do and um, you know, I saw the car that, that Brennan was in, you know, uh, during that accident and holy shit, man. Um, that was gnarly, you know, that was, that was really gnarly. So, I mean, the fact that he survived, uh, is a, is a small miracle if you're the praying type, you know, but, um, you know, when you're dealing with the level of injuries he had, um, and then on top of that, you know, you got to think this dude's thrown himself into football for his entire life, um, you know, and who knows what could have happened. He could have went to Canada and had a great career if he would have been healthy. I mean, Doug Flutie, uh, Warren Moon, you know, they did. Uh, Jim Kelly didn't get his start in the NFL. He got his start in the USFL. Uh, so did Doug Williams. You know, they had good careers. You know, you don't have, just have to make it in the NFL to say you did something in football. Um, you know, so, it, you know, he could have went up there and did something. But that that accident took, you know, his his livelihood away. And that, that's, well, a rough, that's a rough adjustment, you know? Well, yeah. Well, I mean, and I mean, another example of that would be Chad Jones. Remember, he almost lost his foot. Yeah. And the Giants kept him on for over a year to help rehab him. They rehabbed him. And then they ultimately dropped him. Uh, but, I mean, they were cool about it. And then what? And then he went and played for the Reds for a little bit, went back to baseball. So, like. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and you also have guys like Alex Smith, you know, who had a dev- I mean, it just it depends on the person, right? Like, yeah. I just I, I understand what it's like, maybe maybe not in the same tone because I didn't get in a horrible accident. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know what it's like to have, uh, you know, to deal with trauma and then not t- kind of deal with it in the right way. You yeah. Know? So, I mean, I, I hate that he struggled with substance abuse so much because he seemed like a genuinely good dude that just had trouble dealing with his demons. Yeah. Yeah. The other piece of sad news out of the NFL um, is kind of adjacent to the league. Uh, The twin brother of bears running back uh, Tariq Cohen was also found dead this week. Uh, Tyrell Cohen was uh, 25 when he was electrocuted in the Raleigh area while trying to climb over power equipment. Yeah, I was going to say this was in y'all's backyard. Yeah. Why was he trying to climb over power? Don't fuck with that, guys. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> what was going on there, but, you know, our, our condolences to the Cohen family. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I, I I don't I, I know that that fucking sucks. You know, yeah. That's all I got to say. That sucks. And, and I I hope they can, you know, kind of, uh, you know, be at peace and, and celebrate his his life and, uh, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. God, the statement that he released. Oh, that hurt my heart because he was like, like it. That was my brother. That was me. That was my brother. That was my twin. That was me. And I was yeah. just like, oh, oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, over in the MLB, uh, not for the first time, the Oakland Athletics have stated their intention to seek relocation. The threat came while the team argues with the city over the need for a new stadium. If the A's leave, it would mean the third team to leave Oakland in as many years. Uh, the Golden State Warriors moved across the bay to San Francisco in 2019, and the Raiders moved to Vegas in 2020. Yeah, I mean, this is... <sighs> This is a, a long-standing issue with kind of these former. Uh, uh, I mean, what made Oakland booming was the port, right? Mm-hmm. It was the port of Oakland, um, but it, it quickly, when you know, America stopped making things and stopped um, uh, exporting things, and imports became limited. You know, it hit a lot of a lot of the people there, um, and. 
you know, Oakland has the oldest stadium in Major League Baseball right now. And we've seen this this kind of boom economy of stadium building, um, not just in uh, baseball, but also for basketball, football and hockey. Um, and, and oh, Quinn, I don't think they go. They're not coming this far east, man. They're, they're not. The A's will not come to North Carolina. No. There is no there is no fucking market for professional baseball here. You don't um, think so? Fuck no. Mm-mm. Well, I mean, to be perfectly honest, I'm honestly really surprised that like Louisiana doesn't have a team. No, no. Well, I mean, but I, but I mean, but I mean, I'm I know what you're gonna say because you have Houston to the west and you have Atlanta to the east. Well, it's it's not even that. You notice that there's no teams, per, there's no big league teams in the deep south. Right. There's none. You have Atlanta and that's it. That's a gigantic metropolitan area. Right. What about Houston? Texas is not the deep south. Texas is Texas. Texas does not fall into the deep south geographically. I think he's talking that area between like Virginia and Florida, like the stuff between there. Yeah. If, If you're looking at the United States historically deep south, there are no big league teams outside of Atlanta. Well, I just mean just because of the amount of baseball that gets played. Yeah, and out and of I, Louisiana, I will tell you right now, they will Louisianans will pack the stadium for uh, the LSU Tigers baseball team because they traditionally are pretty good. They will go to the minor league games because those are typically in towns that have had them for decades. They will not go to big league teams. Why Atlanta, is that? Atlanta for how many years? Ten years was a perennial World Series. Contender, yeah. Contender and barely sold out games. There is no market in the Deep South for baseball. Why do you think that is? Honestly, I think it's a cultural thing. Baseball. Well, because it's football. I mean, that's football country. But the thing is, is like growing up where I grew up, basketball was really not that big of a thing. It was baseball and football. Yeah, it's because we got to think basketball is the southeast, right? Like Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina. um, You know, that's those are the big Tennessee. There's another big basketball state. Yeah. uh, And I think they split it. I I, I would agree with you there, Heather. They split basketball and football there. Yeah, it's just that's just how it is. It's just not it's it's not a thing. So that's why I was kind of um, I've been kind of interested in how the Pelicans have been doing in New Orleans. Just because of, I, I I would not have thought of making that a market. Yeah, but, but I mean. They're doing fine. Like, yeah, they're, they're doing fine. Zion's done a lot to get asses in seats. And Quinn, you're right. Uh, the Southern states where you have a large kind of predominantly co- collegiate fan base, they don't go out for pro teams. I mean, fuck, look at North Carolina. The only reason they got you know, what is now the Hornets back is because Bob Johnson threw out like one point, like a ridiculous amount of money of his own cash to bring the Bobcats back to Charlotte. And they still don't do well at the gate, right? The Panthers fans show up when the team's doing well. And when they don't, they don't come out. No, oh, no. Well, no, they do. They just leave in the ha- at the first, in, in the second half of the first quarter. That's that's what happens. I've been to a yeah. couple times. That's what yeah. happens. Quinn, I- Quinn, I agree with you. Panthers fans, for the large part, are a bunch of bandwagoners. Oh, God. I, they, are, they are the worst bandwagon fans. That's what – that's because I used to go whenever the Saints would play the Panthers with my mom. She she would always go to those games. I remember she she took me to a couple. And, yeah, she, it was, up. Oh, the Boo Birds are here. The Boo Birds yep. showed up. Yeah, I mean and, that's but, the thing. And, and there was, <laughs> and by the like the middle of the third, there was you could always see this huge exodus of the upper levels, and then it slowly started trickling down. Yeah, <laughs> it's also worth mentioning that until Zion showed up, the Pelicans really didn't have good attendance. I just looked at the 2018, 2019 attendance, and the Pelicans ranked 25th out of 30. Yeah, yeah, and New, or- New Orleans is one of the smallest markets in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. so it really so, is. Yeah, uh, the only the only teams that they outdid would be Memphis, Atlanta, Minnesota, uh, Phoenix, and uh, 
I don't remember if they were Brooklyn or New York. They were still they were Brooklyn at that point. Brooklyn, the they're they're, Bro- they're Brooklyn now. They're still Brooklyn. Yeah. Well, so, I was looking so at 2018. I can't remember when the change happened, but uh, it happened when Jay Z bought it in like 2013, 2014. Okay. So. so yeah, so Brooklyn was dead last. Yeah, which is which is odd because um, the, the that that new stadium there is beautiful. Uh, it, it's I can't wait to get to a Nets game eventually when I go back to New York City. But I mean. Um, you know, the, the thing is with, with the A's, um, they have, I don't know what you would call it. They got a lot of hills and valleys, right? Like they'll go, they'll be a really bad team for three or four years, draft well, be good for four or five years, have to trade everybody off. And then they go into that down cycle again. So it's, it's kind of hard to get emotionally invested in this team. Yeah. Um, unless unless you have been emotionally invested in them since the beginning. Yeah. Since like the seventies. Yeah, um, like like that's the only way to do it. I mean, now I have. No, go ahead. Oh, sorry, Heather. I was going to say the the A's moving. This this would be a team that's heading into its fourth city because they started out in Philly, went to Kansas City, and then ended up in Oakland during the the big westward migration. Yeah. Yeah. So, who would well, you think is a? Uh, Hold on, let's let Heather finish oh, her sentence. No, you're fine. No, because well, no, because I think what it's going to do is it's going to kind of answer what you're about to ask because I know what you're about to ask. Um, because I've seen that there have been multiple cities that have expressed interest in taking the A's. Um, it seems that the likeliest possibility is Vegas, since the everybody Raiders wants have- to go to Vegas all of a sudden. Well, but well, but. The Raiders, look. I mean, look what the Raiders did in Vegas. And then also, too, look what the Golden Knights did in Vegas, right? So, like, it that's that has been tossed around as the likeliest possibility for them to potentially go to. Um, but I have seen that uh, Portland, uh, Vancouver, um, Nashville, Charlotte, and Montreal have expressed yeah. interest. So... Yeah, I mean, this is just me being the like the the business side nerd that I am. I don't think Portland's big enough to support two like major league teams. No, um, Canada I, like like Susan Quinn just said, Canada's a tough sell. I don't see Vancouver as an option. Well, I mean, why not though? Vancouver would honestly be in the top five media markets in Major League Baseball. Um, yeah, I Quinn, you're, feel like Quinn, Vancouver would be a similar Seattle. Yeah, I mean, situation. I mean, and that's the thing. You wouldn't have to do any kind of restructuring of the divisions either. You let them stay in the AL West. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, but yeah, I mean, Quinn, that's the thing. The dollar is the, the Canadian dollar is low. But what Major League Baseball started doing with the Blue Jays is that they kick the Blue Jays a little extra cash every year to make sure there's really no disparity. Um, because like the Rogers center, it's kind of old. They're refabbing it. Now I would like to see a team back in Montreal because the Expos actually had a following, uh, until Loria bought the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and they actually have a baseball ready stadium that they can kind of play in for a year or two before they can get something else built. Yeah. Um, and Montreal is chomping at the bit to get like major league teams back. Like they want another NHL team. Uh, mm-hmm. Like not not just in Montreal City, but in the province of Quebec, right? Yeah. Um, Quebec is big enough to support multiple teams. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't like Charlotte. I don't. Yeah. I, I, Montreal. Really, like that's move too, though, because that's far east. Yeah, but I mean, Heather, I, I, mean, I agree with you. But please, you're probably going to say the same shit I'm going to. So. Well, no, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I agree with you. Charlotte's a bad fit, right? Like the the Knights. You know, the AAA team of the um, White Sox, I believe they're still the the AAA team. Um, They, you know, they played in Fort Mill until like three years ago when they finally got enough room to build a stadium in Charlotte. Okay, how would you expand that stadium to fit a major league team? And where, you know? Where, yeah. Because, well, and... And Lord knows, I was saying the same thing. Just hear me out. It's it's kind of part and partial uh, about the fucking... um, the Woodpeckers in Fayetteville. What was the number one question that people asked? Where? Yeah. Where are they going to build it? But they made it work. They did. They made it work in the downtown area. But still, even when it was still going up, there were people who were like, 
I don't know how they're going to fucking do it. Yeah. I can't even imagine a city the size of Charlotte being able to do it because even even the fucking Panther Stadium is scrunched in. And there's like, no parking. There's no, there's fucking no parking. parking. Yeah. Like I of everyone on that list, Charlotte is at the absolute fucking bottom. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I uh, think I think what Quinn said is right, though. Um, if it were to be North Carolina, I think Raleigh would be a better yeah. choice. And where are you going to put that stadium, Tim? Honestly, I, there, there's a lot of areas in the I, Raleigh. I, you, I, it doesn't even like, necessarily yeah. have to be Raleigh. You could do, do the triangle. Like I, yeah. Well, and I was going to say, I do feel like. They're talking about building that multi-billion dollar soccer complex. Yeah, there is a big sprawl in Raleigh that should do it. There's plenty of space to build it, but with baseball, okay? Like the thing is with with soccer uh, or European football, if you will, um, (laughs) go go Bohemians. Yes, yes. Um, But – that's okay because you're not just targeting Raleigh with soccer. You're targeting the triangle. If you name a team the Raleigh whatevers, okay, and especially with baseball, the teams need to be in the downtown area. Yeah. Okay. They need to be within walking distance, mm-hmm. right? Because let's like, face with, it. Because that's how, that's how it is with the Rockies. Yeah. Okay. That's how it is with most of these states. Like I'm, yeah. I was surprised Atlanta went out to Cobb County, right? And, but the only reason that stadium got built is what did they build around it? Bars, hotels, restaurants. They built the businesses around that stadium to make it worthwhile for Atlanta to leave a stadium that was only like 25 years old to go into yet another new one. Right. Yeah. So like but for baseball, being in the downtown area is especially important because of how long the games are. Like there was Tim, there were some fucking games at Progressive where I would leave in like the third inning. I'd go down to like the Harry Buffalo or one of the other bars. I'd have like fucking four beers, only miss like <laughs> two innings at the game. And I would walk back to Progressive, just show them my ticket. And I'm going back to my seat. There were some fucking games at Progressive. Sorry. Yeah. No? I um, you know, so it's like you have to have that ability. Right. Mm-hmm. Um and, and I- well, yeah, and I just found out um, this week that that's how Seattle is. Like, there is this like underground kind of like channel, uh, yeah, channel type thing where you get on a tram, and literally, like, you can do it from the airport mm-hmm. where you get on the tram, and it will take you to the Seahawks Stadium to. Yeah. Uh, to the Mariner Stadium. It will take you to the University of Washington Stadium. Mm-hmm. It literally costs you $10 to park and get on that as opposed to like going to these other, going to those actual venues and then paying like 30 bucks or whatever. Yeah. Like they've got that shit figured out up here in Seattle because like shit, go park for 10 for ten dollars, and then yeah. just ride it to to go to a game. Hell yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, and, and Quinn, you know that the thing is with the Bulls though, the Bulls have been around for a hundred years. They're always going to have a built-in fan base in Durham. Um, and on top of that, it's one of the most well-run AAA teams in the country. Uh, everything's moderately priced, and honestly, look at all the stuff around the DBAP. It's 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 a fucking great time. If anybody's in like comes down, uh, you need especially during the season. You need to go to a game at the Durham Bulls Athletic Park. It's one of the best times you're ever gonna have, whether you're a fan or not. It's just a See, fucking and blast. I never got to go. Yeah, I never got to go to a game, but I always loved going to Durham and going over by the Bulls yeah. Stadium because yeah. it was it was fun. Like it looked Dude. like it was a great time. I mean, but that's the thing, Quinn. How do you brand that to pull it? Because Durham, you know, Raleigh-Durham is a joint metro area, but Durham is Durham, right? And and, and a lot of people in Raleigh uh, kind of look down their nose at Durham, um, you know? So it's – I don't know how you cross-brand that. I think – but, I mean, for me, I don't think North Carolina can support no, Major League either. Baseball when they barely support their NBA team and their NFL team. Mm-hmm. Um, like I for agree me, with that a thousand percent. For me, like Nashville, maybe. Uh, again, th- when when the uh, uh, Predators are doing well, they go to the stadium and they go to the rink, right? When they're not, they stay away. 
Um, like for me, if I'm if I'm looking at Vegas naturally, but like how much saturation can Vegas handle? Right. Uh, the Knights did well because they were the only game in town and people bought into it. Right. It's right? still too early to tell how the Raiders are going to do there. Yep. I mean, I think the Raiders are going to be fine because you're going to have people that come from Oakland and L.A. to go watch the Raiders. Fair point. Yeah, because that's in that's. That's really not that bad of a drive. Nobody's going to go from to Oakland to uh, Vegas to watch the A's. No, no, no. no. Yeah. Mm-mm. You know, but yeah. I mean, if Vegas can can. And the thing is, Vegas has had trouble with their triple A teams that they've had there, like keeping asses in seats. Um, for me, I mean, if, if I it, this is just me talking here. Uh, the deepest south I go, like uh, I, I just mentioned Nashville and maybe Memphis maybe memphis um but i would rather see a team put in montreal or vancouver because you have two giant metro areas um and, and one montreal has been chomping again chomping at the bit to get another team there because the, the expos were stolen from them uh because jeffrey jeffrey loria is a piece of shit and that's a <laughs> that's a podcast rule that we know that jeffrey loria who traded the Expos for the Marlins, cleaned them out, and then made a billion dollars plus by selling it to the group fronted by Derek Jeter, right? Like Jeffrey Loria is a fucking grifter of the of the highest order. Um, but uh, I mean, honestly, I, I Vancouver, I think that'd be great uh, because you could have a national I'm rivalry right there with Seattle. That. Yeah, I'm yeah. personally a fan of that, but that could also be biased because of where I where I live. But I do feel like though, I feel like the fans would travel well for yeah. both of those. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let, let's let's move on because I feel like there's a couple of topics coming up that we're gonna get off on tangents here. Um in the NHL I feel that comment was directed at me and fuck you, Tim. Yeah, you know <laughs> you know what's coming. You know what's coming here in a few minutes. Uh but let, let's go over to the NHL where the Tampa Bay Lightning made history this week when they started the first ever all black line. The line consisted of forwards Matthew Joseph, uh, Gemmel, Gemmel Smith. I don't I, I'm bad with names. We know this. Spelling. G-E-M-E-L. Gemmel. Okay. Gemmel Smith and Daniel Walcott. I love that you are just the resident person to try to pronounce these names. And we always know you're going to get it wrong, but we keep letting you do it. Yep. I love you. Yeah. I love it. I love but like it. That, that's going to get canceled because of that. But go ahead. That's big news for the NHL and for the Tampa Bay Lightning. So I feel like that deserves a shout out. Yeah. I mean, it's it's good. There was a, there, you know, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, we I, all I need know to find a so go ahead. The NHL has had a horrible issue with outreach to uh, uh, minority groups, right? Yeah. And it's, I could even say you would equate it to the issues that Major League Baseball is having reaching out to African-Americans, right? Like they just don't do well. Uh, you know, uh, you know they're, they're playing basketball, they're playing football, they're playing soccer now. Uh, you know, like they're, they're completely ignoring baseball, right? And, and the NHL just kind of sat there really quiet, like, oh, please, nobody look up here. Please, nobody look up here. And people started looking up there and they're like, fuck. Um, you know, oh, God, yeah, Quinn, you're absolutely right. The NHL is bad at marketing to everybody outside of like the original six, uh, <laughs> you know, in Canada. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, this is great. I mean, this shows that, uh, you know, if you're trying to grow the sport, this is what you have to do. Right. You reach out and, and try and do camps. Um, I mean, honestly, I don't see why the NHL isn't subsidizing like youth hockey to make it more affordable for, you know, more communities to get involved in it. Yeah, it's one of the most expensive sports to get involved. In. Oh, yeah, it's super it's yeah, stupid it's expensive, super expensive. Yeah, there was a tweet and I'm trying to find it. Um, and I think I saw it on Bleacher Report, maybe where um, a guy was like, you know, like. It's ridiculous that this is a and, and just hear me out because I understand it the way he meant it. He was saying he was like, you know, this is ridiculous that this is a like a headlining story Yeah, that there were three, you know, black forwards that started a game. He was like, this needs to be normal. I, I think I think that was the coach of the lightning who said that so. Like he, he was yeah. just like, yeah, we did this. And now let's move on and just make this normal. 
and make this normal. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't have to be this headlining moment where, yes, it is. It's incredibly important. And I'm glad it finally fucking happened. But he's absolutely right where it's like this needs to be a normal occurrence so that it's not this headline thing, you know. Yeah. And he's right, you know, so I, I really I, I loved that tweet. I thought that that was really great. Also, just a little bit of trivia. Uh, our adopted NHL team, the Seattle Kraken, signed the first member of their team today. Uh, 21-year-old forward Luke Henman signed a three-year deal. Oh, right. You know yeah. what? That's Luke Henman. Um, I'm going to go ahead and find this motherfucker because I'm going to buy his jersey. Yeah. We, uh, <laughs> How do you spell James, his last There he is. Luke Henman. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, James and I were actually talking this weekend. We were like, you know, we really need to start looking at uh, ticket prices. We're like, not not be like, you know, season ticket holders because that shit's expensive. But uh, oh, yeah. we are definitely going to try to make it to some games this year. And I'm very excited about that. Uh, I mean, fuck. I mean, dude, the, the, yes, the, uh, yes, Quinn, that is a Hurricanes draft pick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and, and let's face it, you know, the Kraken have a, uh, a former Hurricane himself and Ron Francis running the franchise. So, yeah. Um, you know, a little bit of North Carolina of connection there. But I mean, dude, Hedman, I don't give a shit if he never scores a goal or fucking, tosses out an assist uh i will make sure once i get all uh, once i get the ducats i'm buying a luke henman kraken jersey yeah yep yeah we're we are super excited for that season so a lot of people here are yeah like yeah. i've seen a lot of kraken shirts kraken hoodies kraken stickers like well, i'm going to tell you right now this ownership group super pumped yeah this ownership group has done a great job of getting people excited about it um, yeah, and there's been a big, a long buildup to yeah. it. Yeah, and it, it's it's kind of cracking these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I could, I really need to put that on a shirt and wear that here. Hey but. Tim, when Tim, when you can, you've got to go in and make a citizen a fucking MVP. Give him. Oh the, yeah. Uh, yeah. On Twitch. Yeah, I will have to figure out how to do that. But yes. Um, let's, let's go to the other topic that I know, um, Mike is going to go off on, uh, college football, NCAA president, Mark Emmert endorsed name image and likeness rules this week, stating he believes the body should pass the rules before July 1st, when similar laws will take effect in Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Mississippi, and New Mexico. Okay. So why the fuck did he do this years ago? Agreed. I was going to say. I was going to say, if you if you heard a squeaking noise, kind of like a squeaking door, that was our eyes rolling. Yeah, I, I think I could hear Mac's teeth grinding. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, dude, yeah. It, 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 the only reason he's fucking getting behind this now is because you've got um, one, the spineless jellyfish, which is the, the, the podcast nickname of Mark Emmert, decided that enough states have done it. He better get on board as well. Yeah, I'm sure he's getting pressure from a lot of powerhouse schools that aren't SEC. Oh, dude. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, though. It's like, you know, this is coming. If you want to be ahead of it, right, if you want to, I don't want, I hate the term control the narrative, right? But that's what, in this case, you should be trying to do. Why didn't you get in front of it earlier? Why are you waiting for fucking Mississippi of all fucking states, Mississippi? As we've discussed. Yeah. Right. (laughs) And if there's any podcast listeners or anybody in chat on stream, that's from Mississippi. I'm sorry that you're from there. That place eats dick. Um, But like, why are you waiting for Mississippi to enact that legislation before you say something like, dude, why is Mexico ahead of the game on this? Oh, well, I mean, the thing is, is we're never going to we weren't going to hear about it because New Mexico doesn't do anything athletic. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They just. They just they, listen, they have to stay part of the conversation. Yeah, somehow. They have, all the, what New Mexico is known for is flying hot air balloons. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, they they just yeah, they they have to stay relevant somehow. Yeah. But good for them. Good for them for choosing the right thing. We, we, exactly. we have made it clear on this podcast that we support enacting NIL legislation, NIL 
whatever you want to call it. Uh, let let the players get paid. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we support uh, athlete compensation is what we support. Yeah. <laughs> Quit in the state of sport of New Mexico is cooking meth. <laughs> also, that's also the state sport of Mississippi. So uh, and quite a few states in the Midwest. So. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, when you really want to get down to it, the national pastime in the United States is probably cooking meth at this point. I did see a shirt today that said smoke brisket, not meth. And I was like, oh, I like it. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I love that shirt. Yeah, I love much. that shirt. <laughs> uh, Jake Paul is in hot water this week after oh. he tweeted a photo of uh, somebody say his name. Usman. 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 Yeah. Uh, I was going to try his first name, but I'm bad. Uh, of it's Usman's. Kamaru. It's Kamaru. Kamaru yeah. Usman's daughter at Disney. Usman threatened Paul, saying, This is how you, quote, truly get hurt. Oh my God. Like, oh my God. Okay. Can it, before uh. you get to it, Heather, I, I'm just going to throw this little gem out. Um, I don't know what the Paul brothers' parents did to them to make them so stupid, but. You have one fucking with Floyd Mayweather, who, whether you like him or not, and I think we all know that I think he's a detestable human being, but he is one of the best boxers to ever put gloves on. Okay. And then you have, <laughs> and there, hey, there he is. There's James. Um, and then you have the other Paul brother that is literally threatening one of the most uh, uh, athletically gifted and talented MMA fighters of all time. Um, you know, uh, their level of stupid really knows no bounds. Oh, my yeah. God. You oh, know? My God. Oh, my God. The conversations that number one fan and I had this weekend over it. Oh, my God. Because Usman had literally, and James was saying this, literally one of the best knockouts that he has ever seen in professional fighting. Ever. And then you have fucking Jake Paul putting up a picture of Usman's daughter talking a bunch of shit. That is a line you do not cross at all, period. And Usman is a thousand percent right that shit, the shit that he is saying is the reason why people get actually for real hurt in fights. Because they can't, they cannot back up what their mouth is doing. And okay, Jake Paul, oh, you knocked out dad bod Ben Askren. Okay. I can guarantee you that Floyd Mayweather is not going to show up like that at all to fight at all. Neither is Usman at all. And I was telling James this weekend, I was like, listen. I will skip a utility payment. I will skip a credit card bill to see a fight of say, say if just to see how stupid Jake Paul is, if he tried to come after Mike Tyson, I said, I would, I, I really, I would miss a mortgage payment to watch Jake Paul die on live television. I would. <laughs> and then a couple of days Yesterday, I think it was James. Uh, he was like, you are a goddamn fortune teller because I guess all of this got brought up to Mike Tyson. But he said, no, I wouldn't fight him because I like the Paul brothers. But listen, though, I'm telling you right now, we would miss a mortgage payment so I could watch him die on live television with Mike Tyson. <laughs> Oh, and we've lost some respect for Mike Tyson tonight. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm just yeah. saying I want to see Usman kick the shit out of him. Yeah. And try to knock some of that stupid out of that Disney kid. I don't know if we can knock the stupid out of either of them, honestly. Um, they both There's just seem too to be, much of it. Yeah, there's a lot. Um you know, God damn, Jake Paul is impressive because he's probably the only person in the world dumber than Logan. 
<laughs> I mean, Quinn, the sad, th the sad thing is, is, uh, you know, I've served. No, that's not my husband. Never mind. I, I thought I, I served with a lot of dumb people. Um, and I don't think I served with anybody as dumb as the Paul brothers. Like, honestly, I don't, I don't think it's happened. Well, it's because they never got told no. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, the Pauls are from Ohio, a, a very affluent area. Uh, Heather, you're absolutely right. I don't think they ever were told no. no. Um, and then they As get evidence by their fucking YouTube career. Yeah, they get they get famous on YouTube, make enough money to where they can just kind of like walk around with their like, you know, in basketball shorts all day working out. And, and you know, like, dude, fuck both the Paul brothers, man. Like, Jesus. Yeah. yeah, like I said, I I want to I want to see him get fucked up. Yeah, Quinn, I agree with you. The Pauls are the result of getting famous too young and never seeing adversity. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, bitch, be poor for a year or two. Be poor. All right. And, well, and, and then, not only know. that, they surround themselves with huge bodyguards, so they never fucking have to pay any comeuppance for the shit that they talk. Whereas. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even do the Nickelodeon thing and get hooked on drugs. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Our final. I should, I should laugh at that, but it's funny. Our, no, our final no, topic true. tonight. We return to our backyards where the Fayetteville Woodpeckers have officially launched their 2021 season. The team is off to a slow start with a two and five record, but they did win their home opener by a score of 10 to one with hometown hero, Matthew barefoot hitting a home run in his first at bat in Segra stadium. Cheer barefoot. Cheers, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm, so I'm going to try and get to a game that. soon, man. Yeah. He's I'm from so done. I'm yeah. missing that. I always wanted to go to a game and I never got to. Well, you I'm know, so sad. You know, you know, you and James could come out here and you could couch it into like, <sighs> Hey, I want to see the babies and you I, can just come and hang out with us for a few. Get, mm, yeah. And you can meet my baby. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. I do need to smell your baby. You're right. I do. <laughs> she needs to get the fountain of youth, you know, just, oh, baby just smell. smell it. Yeah, just baby smell. Because this, this, this factory is closed. So, yeah, I, I will happily snuggle other people's children and sniff them creepily. And, yeah. Dude, Quinn, hit us up, man. We will go to a fucking Woodpeckers game, all of us, man. Absolutely. Like, you know, it, me and Tim are here right now. But Heather, if I bully her enough, she and James will come out. <laughs> the Woodpeckers did pick up another win today, uh, winning 9-2 at home against Kannapolis. Nice. Yeah, uh, dude, that's a, That's another stadium, guys. Uh, you should go to Kannapolis. stadium is fucking amazing. Um, it just it kind of sucks. It's in Kannapolis because yeah. there's not a lot around there. All right. Well, let's wrap this up. What are we plugging this week? Mac, let's start with you. Uh, I'm plugging look out for your mental health. Um, it's, it's been a rough fucking week. Um, and I, I had therapy today. I feel a little better, but if, if you're not doing well, talk to your friends, talk to your therapist, talk to your mom, just talk to somebody. Don't think you're going through it alone. Um, so just, just take care of yourselves, my friends. Heather, what do you got? Uh, <laughs> Of course, I would. I would do this one. Um, I'm going to plug one of my absolute, very, 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 very favorite podcasts. It was one of the very first ones I started like getting into uh, when I would listen to podcasts, and it is called um, "My Dad Wrote a Porno." And <laughs> literally, this guy's dad writes literatica, and he, the son. And two of his best friends read said erotica on a podcast and talk through it. And it is, I am not kidding you. It is some of the funniest shit I have ever heard in my entire life. I cannot tell you how many times I've almost crashed my car or how I have had to sit in my pantry from crying from laughter. For how funny it is <laughs> because his dad clearly has no idea how sex actually happens uh, or <laughs> knows anything about the female anatomy. And I, and they are getting ready in uh, 
two weeks and two weeks. The uh, I believe it will be book six will be out, and I cannot fucking wait. And uh, yeah, and then Mondays uh, will if you start listening to it will will become will become known as uh, Porno Mondays. So that's always a fun thing to say at a family dinner. Oh, it's Porno Monday. So, yeah, um, I'm going to plug them. All right. I'm going to go ahead and plug. I'm going to cheat a second here. I am going to plug two podcasts here. Uh, Tonight is the return of our sister show on the 910 Comedy Podcast Network. The Dead Girls Talking has made their triumphant return. Minda has a new guest host, and they released their first episode of what they're calling season two tonight. Uh, Yay, Minda! Shout out to them. And And the new girl. Good. Yeah. And then the other one is, I think I've talked about them a couple of times here before, uh, the Boozy Bracketology podcast. Um, It's literally five people sitting on you know skype and arguing down a bracket of 64 they do a different bracket every month and they get drunk while they do it uh they have done you know disney movies sports movies they've done superhero movies christmas movies uh they've done the 90s alternative song best 90s alternative song so when are they when are they inviting us on since you plug them all the oh my god i have been on the show uh what the I, I was on when they did um, the best TV show theme song. The fuck, And Tim? this month they are doing the best breakfast cereal. The fuck, Tim? Uh, so. Oh, yeah, thanks, Tim. Thanks for leaving us out. Heather and I will start a competing podcast against you now. That's Chris, fine. if you yeah. are listening, we clearly have two podcasters here who would love to be part of a panel. Oh, my God. Especially uh, if it's like 90s music yeah oh, they, they just, do just, a different oh. one every every month this month is breakfast oh. cereal and i think next month they're doing video game franchise okay i can't help you on that one so, i can't help you on that Tim, one don't, don't pick me for that one drop my fucking name dude i, I i'll I'll, I'll, I'll hook you james up with too. chris yeah james too um, for so but yeah. That'll do it for this week's episode. You can find us on all social media at Hometown Crowd on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and now Twitch. Uh, get in the conversation at our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash Hometown Crowd Pod. You can subscribe anywhere you find your podcast. If you're an Apple listener, drop us a review and we will read it on the air. You can find us on the 910 Comedy Podcast Network. Check out 910 Comedy and check out our uh, our sister shows that's just my face marital tiffs and dead girls talking for heather and mac i'm tim thanks for cheering with the hometown crowd get vaccinated y'all yeah i got my second one on monday so i'm excited Ugh. have a good week bye